I'm Jesse Aredia, and you're listening to Mom Empowered, where I help moms ditch their anger, break free from anxiety, and create the life they've always wanted. This show is for the mom who's ready to become more free and empowered. Hello, all of you amazing mamas. I have a very fun life update for you guys. Uh, Last week, if you tuned in, I shared that we sold our home. And it was an amazing, just God-ordained thing. Um, Really, just the circumstances were so cool. Um, We sold it in less than a week, which was a lot quicker than I really pictured. And uh, at the time, we did not yet have a new home picked out, which was a little bit crazy, a little bit stressful. But Today, I want to announce, I want to share with you guys that we have found our new home. We did it. And I am just, I'm just so thrilled about it. We will be moving into that home uh, in a few weeks. (laughs) And we are moving out of this home at the end of this week. So that means that in the interim, we will be staying with my parents for, for maybe 10 to 12 days. And I may or may not be having this baby during that time. There's just a lot of unknowns at this point, but I am so excited. I'm just ready for this next chapter in our lives. Thank you guys so much for praying for us, for encouraging us, um, for cheering us on as we've been going through all this craziness. Um, You know, and I've been thinking more and more lately about how it's so wild that none of this, none of this would even be possible if it was not for me taking this leap of faith one year ago to launch this business, to launch my coaching business. Since then, I have had the privilege of empowering and working with two dozen moms. And really, this has allowed our family so much more opportunity than I even imagined. I think all the time about how thankful I am for past Jessie because of the way that she pushed through challenges and grew in resilience. And I'm especially thankful for the Lord for leading us and pouring into me and being my rock every step of the way on this journey. Um, And ladies, really what I want to share with you guys is how badly I want you all to experience this kind of living. And I don't just mean on an entrepreneurial level, but I mean it on a freedom level. I want to see you walking in the freedom that you have to create more of the life you want, no matter what that looks like. I want to see you living fully free of your anxiety and your fears, whether that's fears about God, fears about your identity or your past, fears about money, or fears in your relationships and whether you're doing the quote unquote right thing. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to remind you that the wait list for my six-month mom-empowered coaching program is still open. Weekly coaching begins in December. When you join the wait list, you get a physical workbook sent to you in the mail and a collection of video trainings that will get you started on your empowerment journey between now and then. And really, this is the best time to enroll because spots are still open. So I want to be sure that you are continuously reminded that this is out there for you, that this may be the next step for you. And if so, I would love to invite you to fill out the form on my website to hop on a free call with me. And you can do that at jessiearedia.com forward slash empowerment call. 
Okay, speaking of empowerment journey, today you are going to be hearing a recording from my Empowered Mompreneur Masterclass that I hosted over the summer. This was a five-day live workshop event that was specifically geared toward moms who are also entrepreneurs. Um, I decided to do this because, one, a lot of my clients are entrepreneurs or are considering dipping their toes into the world of entrepreneurship, but two, because it's just fun for me to talk about this kind of stuff. I really do enjoy empowering moms on this journey. Um, this recording that you're going to be listening to today is on the topic of failure. We're going to be talking about some of the key mindset shifts that I believe are so important for us as mompreneurs to have when it comes to failure, we dive into the difference between productive and unproductive failure. And I also spend a lot of time sharing my own personal journey of launching a business and going from really being in the negative as a would-be course creator and all of the drama and hardship that came with that to now being a life coach who has just recently celebrated her first five-figure month and has built a multiple five-figure coaching business in a year's time. Um, in this recording, you'll be hearing me um, be really vulnerable about the ups and downs I've encountered. And the reason I choose to be so open, both about my successes, but also my failures, is because I really want to model for other women what is possible for them too. You might have a dream on your heart or a gift you want to explore or a business you want to build. And what I would love to do is speak life and encouragement into those things, but to also give you a clear picture of what it looks like to fail and to fall, which is inevitable for all of us as we pursue big things like this. And I want to coach you on what it means to be empowered, to continue to take action even through the fails and the falls. So with all that being said, I hope you enjoy listening to today's episode. I have a feeling you will want to take notes. And by the way, I would also love to hear what this episode means to you. So don't forget that you can take a screenshot and share it to your Instagram stories and tag me at jessieiredia to share with me and also to get the news out to your friends. All right, without further ado, let's dive into this conversation about failure. It can be easy to watch another person who maybe is doing something similar to what you're doing or, you know, is an entrepreneur in the way that you want to be an entrepreneur. And it can be very easy to assume that they have not encountered failure or that they have somehow just struck gold and they're just lucky and they're just fortunate or, you know, they just somehow... Um, you know, have, 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 have something that you don't. But I want to have a very real conversation about failure. I want to have a real conversation about my personal failures and what I've learned from each of those failures and to have a conversation about maybe some of the things that you yourself are currently dealing with or struggling with pertaining to failure. Now, when I say failure, there's all kinds of different examples. Um, we could be talking about failure to meet a goal. You know, maybe you had a big launch planned or, a, you know, just a, a big goal in mind and maybe that date came and went and you just did not meet your goal. You know, whether it was a goal for, um, you know, this number of people to come into your team or, or this amount of money, you know, to be made. Maybe you didn't meet your goal and it felt like a failure. Um, maybe a failure, you know, another type of failure is you failed to close a deal. You were having a conversation back and forth with somebody who you really thought was going to become a client or you really thought was going to be a customer and then they just ultimately said, I can't do it, I'm sorry, no. 
maybe that for you felt like a failure. Um, maybe, you know, when we're talking about failure, we're talking about um, failure to just get people to engage. You know, like maybe you're doing a Facebook Live in a group and people don't show up, people aren't commenting, people aren't liking it. Maybe you were so excited about a post that you had, you know, spent so much time typing and you put it out there on Instagram and nobody liked it and that felt like a failure even though you would put so much effort into it. Um, maybe a failure for you is, you know, maybe you had a big list and you're like, okay, I'm going to reach out to all these different people and I'm going to pitch myself, you know, for a collaboration or I'm going to be a guest on their podcast or I'm going to invite them to this, to this special event. And maybe you just kept getting no's and no's and no's and maybe that felt like a failure. Um, maybe you launched a Facebook ad and you not only failed to get the leads from that Facebook ad that you wanted, but you also lost money. So even that felt like a failure. Um, so there's all different kinds of failures that we could be talking about here. Um, and, and, for, and for everybody, I think that, you know, we encounter different kinds all the time. Um, you know, it's never just like one failure. Oftentimes there's one here, one there, and then a couple weeks later, another failure here. And the thing about failure is that it's never just about the failure. There's always feelings that can come along with it. Feelings of rejection, feelings of regret, um, questioning if, you, you know, if you're good enough, if you're worthy enough, wondering what you did wrong. Um, these feelings can turn into um, resentment, into just outwardly wanting to blame others. It can, um, it can cause loneliness. You know, the more you fail, the more isolated you might feel because you're thinking like nobody knows how hard this is. And I you know I'm not going to be the one to talk about it. I'm just going to put on a brave face and pretend everything's okay. And that can be lonely. Um, failure can even turn into a spiral into depression where not only are you, you know are you feeling you feeling disappointed and you're feeling rejected but now you're starting to feel a little bit more hopeless thinking like what's the point of it all you know i don't even want to show up for my business i don't even want to show up for myself anymore because i put so much hope i put so much um, of my effort and my work and my time into this thing and i it just didn't work out it failed um for for some of you maybe failure for you has been losing money Maybe you've lost money. Maybe you've you've spent money on a course that you thought was going to give you the solutions you need and then it ended up not helping. Maybe you spent money on Facebook ads or doing some sort of Instagram, joining in an Instagram giveaway loop and maybe you've lost money, um, a lot of it, or maybe even just a little. Or maybe you've lost time. Maybe that hits hard for you because you look back and you're thinking, I have spent so many late nights do working on this thing. I have given up so much time with my family for this thing. And what do I have to show for it? Maybe that, you know, maybe that's what failure feels like to you. It's, it's the lost time, the lost money, the lost opportunity. And when you encounter failures, most of all, what it can create in your life is fear. Fear of more failure, fear of failing again, um, which turns into, it can turn into immense anxiety. It can keep you from wanting to try again, and it can keep you stuck in inaction, stuck in place where you all of a sudden do not feel empowered to take action. You do not feel empowered to keep going. In fact, you feel the complete opposite. You're kind of wanting to just give up and run away. 
and I have been there. I promise you I have been there. Um, I would love for you guys, whoever's in the comments, I just saw Amanda say hello. Hey, Amanda, I'm so glad you're here. Um, I would love to know in the comments, have you personally experienced failure? It can be big or it can be small. Have you experienced failure as an entrepreneur? And what thoughts or feelings did you have or maybe do you currently have do you still have about those failures i would just love to hear your thoughts and while you guys are are, are typing those in the comments and sharing i'm going to share um a little bit about my personal story of failure this is something that i think i did share in another training but it's going to be a little bit more concise this time but it's going to be from the perspective of failure and how soul crushing that has been for me in my business journey. Um, you know, back in January, 2019, I launched an online course. I did not, I did not tell people this, but I spent a lot of money getting that course going a lot of money, $1,500. I had saved up um, and it wasn't money that just came out of our own pocket. It was money that was given to me by family members and people who I came to with my grand vision and said, I'm going to start an online course. I'm going to produce income for our family. I have this passion. I really think it will be something. Would you consider contributing to help me get this business off the ground? So $1,500 for at the time, that was a lot, of, I mean, that was a lot of money. That was money that we personally did not have, that we could not have even fathomed investing in ourselves if it weren't for those people who were willing to give and contribute. So I, you know, I had this amount of money. I put it into the course. I put so much work into the course, so much time, late nights, like very, very late nights, um, you know, um, missing out on family time, um, putting a lot more burden on Grant as the parent while I was sneaking off to just go finish all my modules, get all my email emails taken care of. There was a lot of work that went into it. And the, well, the course launched in January. And by the time March had come around, I had only made about $200, which granted that was income. It was my first time bringing in income, but compared to what I had given of myself and compared to the money that I had put into it, that $200 just felt like nothing. It was just the smallest drop in a bucket. And suddenly this, you know, this vision that I had of, wow, every month, if I just get 10 sales, it'll be a thousand dollars. You know, like I had this whole plan laid out all of a sudden this plan that I had, it, it just looked nearly impossible and it, it did not look like it was going to happen. You know, I thought about, you know, just the money I couldn't get back, the time I would never get back. And I felt a lot of embarrassment that I had really had high hopes for this launch, for this course. And it just kept getting met with rejection. You know, a lot of people saying, I'm sorry, I'm just not interested right now, or this sounds great, but it's just not the right time. Or, oh, check back in a few months, maybe. I got a lot of messages like that. Um, I felt very personally rejected. I was embarrassed. You know, I had been promoting it. This was like my big introduction into the entrepreneurial world. And, and, and I was struggling internally because I felt like I had failed. This later led into a spiral into some depression where I, you know, I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to enjoy life. I didn't want to be around my family. I just was consumed with the thought of what could have been and what never was. 
Um, it turned into apathy where I didn't want to spend time on my ministry anymore. I stopped showing up on Instagram. I stopped showing up in my Facebook group. Or if I did show up, I was kind of an emotional mess and I'm just crying publicly like, this is really hard, guys. And I don't recommend burying your soul in your Instagram stories all the time. But it was very interesting what happened after that because because showing up vulnerably and saying for the first time, and this was probably around April-ish, you know, so it had been a few months since the launch. Around the time, around April, I did show up in my Instagram stories, lots of tears coming down my face and saying, you know, guys, I really do feel like a failure. I feel rejected. I don't understand what went wrong. From that, I got so many messages from women encouraging me just wanting to, you know, just speak kind words to me. And I got a few messages of people, people saying, hey, even though your course didn't work out, have you considered becoming a coach? Now, no, I had never considered becoming a coach because in my mind, I wanted to create this course. This was my goal. This was what I had produced. Why would I pivot into becoming a coach? Especially if I had already tried something before. I already tried this course and it failed. Like uh, the thought had never even occurred to me to become a coach in any sort of capacity. I didn't think I was anywhere near qualified. I certainly wasn't in a healthy enough place to do it at the time. But what that did for me was it kind of just sparked something in me where I thought, what if, what if I'm not done yet? What if this whole business entrepreneurial journey, what, what if it's not over yet? You know, yes, the course did not work out. Yes, I, you know, I had really high hopes and I was ultimately disappointed. But maybe maybe there is another, another route I can take to start bringing in that income and to create the business that, I, that I'm dreaming of. Well, I sat on the idea for a few months. Then I was reached, you know, then a business coach reached out to me. She's my business coach even today. I've been working with her for, um, by the end of the year, I will have worked for her, worked with her for a whole year. And she, you know, after getting on a call with her, crying, bearing my soul about how crushed I was from my online course flop, she dared me to start to learn from that failure. You know, and one of the things she asked is, what if you had to go through that to learn for yourself that you are meant to be serving in a different way? You know, what if a course was not right for me? What if I had to go through this failure to learn that I was actually settling for less than what, than what I really could offer the world? And that this course, even though I might have had grand vision for it, maybe it just wasn't what people really needed. And there was something else that I could stumble upon that would that would give people what they were needed, what they were most looking to her. So I decided, you know, as scary as it was, I decided I'm gonna try being a coach. I don't know if it's gonna work out. It might just be another huge failure. It really might. I mean, I had to, I had to accept the fact that it could be another failure, but I was willing to try again. I was willing to risk it all again and to build something new. Now, fast forward, this was nine months ago. Nine months ago, I launched my coaching program back in September, 2019. In the first two weeks of being a coach, I made my first $2,000. Never could have seen that coming. 
but be, but I do believe it was because I had spent so much time trying to learn from failure. Now I did spend some time spiraling because of my failure, but after I broke out of that, I started to learn from my failure. I decided to try, try new things, try a new approach. And I ended up making my first bit of money, like a substantial amount of money. It was more than what I had lost back in January. And it was so exciting. It was so just, oh, it was, it was the most amazing feeling. Since then, I have made over $20,000 as a coach just through one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, there's no courses. You know, I don't sell any courses. I don't have any products. I don't have any affiliate affiliate um, income coming in at the moment. Just through one-on-one -on -one coaching alone, I have created a multiple five-figure coaching business. But here's the thing that I always think about. You know, the thing I always ask myself, where would I be if I did not allow myself to try again? Where would I be? What would I be doing right now? How would I be feeling about my life? Would I have found something else to do or would I have just been done and that was it? Um, I see in the comments, Amanda says, um, huge failure. I launched my sensory bins back in June. Had so many people say they were excited and had only two orders come in. I felt angry, defeated, and hopeless. Um, even though I transitioned to a new business, I still have the thoughts. Am I capable of having my own business? Am I worthy? Those are very normal thoughts. And, and those are thoughts that I, I think it can be good to wrestle with. Because when you ask yourself those scary questions, you get the opportunity to form a confident answer. And you have to choose that answer for yourself. So I want to spend, you know, now that I've shared my story, and I don't know if it resonates with some of you guys or, or with any of you guys, but now that I've shared, shared my story, I want to go into some of the mindset shifts that I myself have had to walk through that you as an entrepreneur will have to encounter and walk through and embrace if you are going to continue to take empowered action when failure comes. Because again, like I said at the beginning, failure will always come, whether it's a failed Facebook ad, a failed Facebook Live, a failed post on Instagram, a failed launch, a failed giveaway. There will always be something that feels like a failure. It, it looks like a failure, but there are still truths that can be gleaned from that that have to be gleaned from those failures if you're going to continue to take action and move forward and build the business you're dreaming of. The first mindset shift is you cannot create success without failure. You cannot create success without failure. It doesn't matter how much money you're making. doesn't matter how much money you're spending, whether on business coaches or courses or ads or whatever you think is going to help, help protect you from failure. It doesn't matter how much money you're spending. It doesn't matter how solid you think your strategy or your business plan is. Failure is a crucial part of being able to fully step into what God has for you. It is a crucial part. It cannot be avoided. Trying to, trying to avoid failure, trying to protect yourself from failure will do nothing but hold you back. You know, I, I think it's so interesting when we look in scripture and we look at people in the Bible who have failed massively. You know, there's Moses in the Old Testament when he, he had to run away into the desert after murdering an, an Egyptian. He literally fled, lived in the desert for 40 years before returning, before being called back by God to free the Israelites. There was definitely a learning process, a disciplining process, a maturing process that he walked through in those 40 years. There's no way that there wasn't. You know, I also think of Peter. 
in the New Testament, when he denied Jesus after he died on the cross, he denied him three times, but then later became a leader in the early church with even more boldness than he had before. And I do believe that his failure of his his failure to stand by Jesus' side, to stand up for his faith in the crucial moment was part of what emboldened him later to do the ministry that he did and to become the apostle that he was. Um, we look at the life of Saul, you know, and the the Saul who later became Paul, who wrote a large portion, maybe most of the New Testament, Saul persecuted and killed Christians. And instead of living with regret and living with just the shame and, and just the soul-sucking guilt for the rest of his life, he used his past to become the Apostle Paul and to strengthen his ministry. He used that past. God helped him use that past to, to turn into a ministry and to bring even more people into the faith, to save even more souls. That's amazing when you just look at all the people in Scripture who failed massively. Failure, you know, if we're just looking at Scripture, but we also look at our own lives, failure can be a tool that God uses to teach us and to mature us for what's coming. Failure is a tool. It's not something to be avoided. It's not something to fight against. It's not something to run away from. It's something to be embraced because of the way it can be used to teach us and mature us for what is coming. Now here's the second mindset shift that you, that you will need to grasp though. The first was you cannot create success without failure. That's just, that's just a given. You cannot create success without failure. But here's the second mindset shift. It is up to you to decide what meaning you will assign to failure. You get to decide what meaning you will assign to failure. Failure to you can mean you just can't do it. You're just not good enough. You're just not worthy. And you can let those thoughts, let those beliefs, that meaning turn into inaction, keep you from ever moving forward, ever reaching success, ever trying anything new and, and meeting your goals. Or you can decide that failure to you means that you're learning. And this and that this failure that you've just experienced is a necessary step on the path to success. You can actually choose to use each failure to propel you even more in the right direction. The meaning you assign to failure will determine the feelings you have when failure comes. And it will always come. You know, you cannot have success without failure. The meaning you assign to failure will determine the feelings you have when failure comes. And because of that, the meaning you assign to your failure also creates your results. It determines whether you improve, whether you grow, whether you persevere and keep going, or it determines whether you wallow. You know, whether you start to act out of scarcity or desperation. Whether you stop taking action, you stop trying new things, you stop, um, you stop taking new risks. Now, there are two different kinds of failure. There's unproductive failure and there's productive failure. The way that I failed, the way that I, um, that I handled the failure of my online course in January 2019, that was an unproductive failure at first because I got sucked into depression, had a lot of fear and anxiety, was started to be filled with resentment, I was bitter, I was just so, I was just not in a good place. And I, I, I took a step back from investing and serving and trying. I, I went into a mode of inaction. I was no longer doing things. I was no longer hoping for things. That was a very unproductive failure 
for me. But on the flip side, I have also had productive failures. And you get to decide whether you will have unproductive failure or productive failure. I have also had productive failures. And productive failures are simply the failures that I decided to learn from and grow from and keep moving forward through. That's the only difference. It's based on what you decide to do with the failure. The failure itself is not unproductive or productive. It's what you're doing with it that makes it unproductive or productive. So the way that I initially handled the failure of my course, that was unproductive. It later did turn into a productive failure because I allowed it to encourage me to pivot into life coaching. I needed to go through that failure with my course to come to the conclusion. I mean, maybe I could have come to the conclusion a different way, but that's just not how it works. That's not how I guess God wanted to, to get me to that point. I needed to go through that course failure in order to be step into coaching. That was what turned it into a productive failure. But I have had so many more productive failures since then. Um, I have failed with live workshops. You know, I know, I know a lot of you ladies are in my mom empowered Facebook group and there have been times where I have done a big workshop. I promoted it. I tried to hype people up about it. I spent hours planning out my notes for it. And yet on the day of, I maybe had two or three people tune in, tune in live. Not to say that people don't watch later, but I've also had workshops where no one's commenting. There's maybe like one or two comments and I have at the moment over 300 women in my Facebook group. That feels like a failure. I mean, it, it just, it feels like a failure. That's what it is. But I decided that I would not let things like this, you know, this is a decision I had to make. I would not assign a meaning to this failure of this is not working you are, you are a failure. You are not good enough. People don't care. I decided I would make this a productive failure. And the way I did that was that I learned from this. Every time, you know, I had a, I had a failure of a workshop. I decided to try to glean what insight I could from it, such as, okay, is this not what my audience is looking for? What has my audience responded well to in the past, even better than the way they've responded to this? Do I maybe need to try doing my workshops at a different time of day? Maybe it was just the time. Maybe I didn't promote it enough, or maybe I pushed it and promoted it too hard. These are questions that I had to wrestle through, and I had to start to learn from to continue to make each workshop better and better and better. Sometimes my next workshop was not better and sometimes it was. It's kind of like a dance, two steps forward, one step back. But what makes these failures productive is that I have never stopped these failures or I've never let these failures stop me from moving forward and I have every time tried to learn from them. Now, I have also experienced failures in conversation, you know, just having conversation in my DMs, especially, you know, back when I first became a coach and I really just thought, okay, like the way I get clients is to reach out to people and ask them to be my client. I thought that was the way you do it. And it turns out there's a little bit more to that because you don't want to be pushy. You know, there's a very desperate energy that comes when you are showing up in people's DMs unannounced and uninvited. So I, over time, have had to I've had to learn from each failure that's taking place in my conversations, whether it's a person saying, sorry, not interested, or is a person just straight up ghosting me and not responding. I've had to learn from that how to be more authentic. 
how to how to focus more on attracting than chasing and those have been so so helpful to me learning those things has been so fruitful for my business now I've also had to go through failure um, regarding spending money I have spent a lot of money on ads, on Facebook ads, not just from the course, but also since becoming a coach, you know, I'm launching an email list, you know, I have a freebie, you know, that I, I push through Facebook ads, maybe you've even seen them pop up on your Facebook homepage. Um, and some of some, sometimes my Facebook ads are a failure. Um, but again, they are productive failures because they're teaching me how to improve my ad strategy. They have taught me that an email list maybe does not need to be my top priority because I'm not getting a ton of clients from it anyway. And it's encouraged me to focus on serving the people who I already have access to, like my Instagram or the people in my Facebook group, because I don't have to, I don't have to pay to get them to see my contact. You know, these, this is again, like these are just examples of simple, everyday productive failures that I had to choose to learn from. I could have so easily assigned a different meaning to these things. You are terrible at this. You don't have what it takes. Nobody wants to buy your program. Nobody wants to work with you. Nobody cares. You know, I could have so easily assigned a different meaning to these failures, but because I was intentional about the meaning I assigned to it, meaning, nope, I'm just learning. I'm maturing. I'm getting better. I'm always improving because I chose to assign that meaning. I have been able to keep growing and to keep moving forward. I have never stopped taking action. I have never given up as a coach. And for that, I have been successful. I have brought in more money. I have improved my strategy and my marketing and my sales. Now I'm going to, I'm going to talk about one last example of productive failure. And, and this is, this is a hard one for coaches, especially. And I know that not everyone who's watching is a coach, but I'm sure there are times where you are having a personal interaction with somebody and you are trying really hard to, to make the deal make the sale. Now I'm specifically talking about consult calls. For me as a coach, the way that I seal the deal is oftentimes I get on 30 to 45 minute consult calls with potential clients. And after that call, they either make the decision to work with me or to not work with me. So there's a lot of it's kind of a high pressure situation. It feels like sometimes. Now let let me give you some numbers. Since January of this year, January 2020, I have had 30 consult calls, 30 consult calls. That's a lot. Now I don't, I mean, it's, and it's not like one per week. Like, you know, it, there are different times where it's scattered throughout. Sometimes I have weeks at a time where I have no consult calls. Sometimes there are weeks where I have four consult calls. So it's not like one per week, every week since the beginning of the year, it's been scattered. But in total, I have had 30 consult calls since January. That's a lot of time spent doing consults. Out of that number, I have gained 11 clients since the beginning of January. 11 clients. That is less than half of a success rate. That's that's a success rate of less than half. Okay? So just I just want you to like, you know, look like I'm being very honest here. I've had 30 consults. I have made out of those consults 11 clients. Now, I could have beat myself up for every no and for every rejection. And there was a time, maybe from like January to March 
where I did, you know, I was feeling really down. I, I did have a couple clients I was working with at the time, but I just kept thinking, man, at this rate, like I'm going to be nowhere near my income goal for 2020. Like by the end of this year, like I'm just not, like, if it's taking me this long to just get, you know, a couple clients, like, man, this is going to be hard. You know, I could have allowed that feeling to stick with me. And it could have affected the way I showed up. Maybe I wouldn't push so hard to get on consult calls. Or maybe I would get on consult calls and with the assumption of they're going to say no. And when you go on the consult calls with that energy, I feel like sometimes people can sense that. They're just going to say no. Now, I had a certain point decided that approaching my calls in this way, letting each no affect me emotionally and mentally in this way, that was not me. This that was not a productive failure. That was very unproductive. And I didn't like the way it made me feel. I didn't like the way I was showing up from it. So I had to work hard, work on the mindset, work on my thoughts to change this unproductive failure into a productive failure. And that meant that I had to choose to make each call, whether it was a yes or a no, to make each call an opportunity to learn how to sell better to learn how to build my confidence around having tough conversations. Um, I, I allowed them, I allowed each no and each rejection to be an opportunity for me to work on my patience, for me to work on my trust in the Lord, um, and, and, to, and to also maybe have a different mindset of sometimes current no's are just future yeses. You know, a few of my clients are like the evidence of that because some of my clients, like I have had console calls before they signed on with me. I had console calls with them for months earlier and they were a no then and yet came back later and were a yes. I had to decide what meaning I was going to assign to these failures. I had to decide that for myself. Now, it helped that I had a business coach I was working with who was pushing me to, to assign the correct meaning. You know, I would show up on calls and be like, well, nothing's working and da da da. And she helped me work through the mind drama, which is one of the reasons why I do believe that every person, you know, whether you're a mompreneur or not, we, we need to have coaches. We need to have people in our life who can help us see things in the way that we can't, who can help us look past the failure and look into the future, look into the possibility of what is um so so i i i had a dramatic shift where all of a sudden i was learning from my console calls i was growing from my console calls i was getting better at console calls and in the last two or three months even though i'm i don't have nearly as many console calls in the last three months as maybe i did a few months ago back in the spring i am i have a higher success rate of sealing the deal. I have a higher success rate of getting a yes at the end of the call because of the skills that I learned from each failure, from each no, from each yes. I learned skills, I grew in confidence, and I became even better. Now, I'm wondering what, if anything, do you feel like you have learned from your failures? You know, what do you feel like you've learned from your failures? Because in essence, this is what it means to fail well. Failing well doesn't mean that the failure doesn't hurt because, yeah, it, it can hurt. Yeah, it hurts. But learning from failure simply means that, you know, or failing well simply means that you are mature enough to learn from it and keep going. That's what makes a difference. Failing well does not mean that failure doesn't hurt. Failing well means that you are mature enough to learn from this and keep going. You might learn different things from every single failure. You might learn, okay, I, I think I might need to go in a new direction. 
You might learn that you're coming on too strong with your pitch, with your offer. You might learn you're not coming on strong enough. You're not actually putting yourself out there. So of course, you know, you're not making any progress. You're not bringing in any money. You might learn that um, your marketing strategy or your content needs some refining. Um, you might learn that your ideal audience is still warming up to you. You're still earning and building trust with them. And that's something that, you know, I, I especially had to learn as I, as you know, as I launched my online course back in 2019, I had to learn that some of the people I was pursuing, they, they just weren't warm enough to me yet. You know, I hadn't, I hadn't taken the time to build enough trust with them. Um, you might be learning that um, you don't actually quite know or you haven't quite nailed down who your ideal audience is yet. And you might learn that you can't do this alone. You know, you might learn, okay, I do very quickly spin out when I encounter resistance or when I encounter failure or rejection. And so I need a coach or a mentor or somebody who can who can hold me accountable to the truth and hold me accountable to keep moving forward, to adjust my um to adjust my strategy, to learn from this experience. You might learn from failure that you are putting way too much stock into what people think of you. That you are way too wrapped up in how people see you, what they perceive about you, and what they think about you. And you might also learn that you are giving way too much power to your fears. You know, it is starting to, to build resentment. The fear is starting to hold you back. The fear is starting to bring you into a place of depression or apathy or just lack of motivation. And lastly, if you are not failing regularly, then you might need to learn from that as well because not failing regularly might also be a sign that you are failing, that there's failure going on here. Because again, you cannot reach success without failure. You just can't do it. You, you need to go through the process of maturing and growing and learning. You need to be willing to take action. You need to be willing to take risks. And if you don't, you are forfeiting forward movement. It will take you longer to reach success. It will take you longer to achieve your goals and get where you want to be. So here's some next steps for you. I want you to figure out what you want your belief to be concerning failure. What is the meaning you are going to assign to it? What is the meaning you're going to assign to it? I, in the workbook um, that you guys have, I even included a section for this, I think it might be on the very last page and it just says my new meaning for failure. I want you to write down what is the meaning you're going to assign to failure? Does it mean that you're not good enough? Does failure mean that you are just a mess and you're not worthy and you know, you're just doing everything wrong? Or is it maybe, does it, is the meaning that you're going to assign it maybe just, I'm still learning. I'm growing. I'm getting better. I'm improving. I want you to think about what is the meaning that I'm going to assign to each failure, no matter what, no matter how disappointing it might be, no matter how hard it, no matter how hard it might feel or how much it might hurt, I want you to decide with certainty what is the meaning you're going to assign to it. Write this down, put it where you'll see it often, because every time a failure comes, you're gonna want to look back at it. The second, the second next step for you to do, the second activity that I think will be very helpful to you is to um, look at your last five to ten fails. Look at your last five to ten fails. You know, write them down. Maybe it was, okay, people didn't show up to my Facebook Live. 
people didn't like that Instagram post. Um, I I had a big giveaway and only a couple people um, entered. I uh, I got on a consult call and they were a no. I reached out to this person and they ghosted me. I want you to look at your last five to ten failures. You know what you might perceive as a failure, whether big or small, and I want you to write down next to it. Was this a productive failure? Or was it an unproductive failure? Now, productive failure means that there are things that you are beginning to learn from it. Even if they're just, even if it's just guessing, you know, maybe this is what I'm learning from it. At least you are starting to glean something from it. That would be a productive failure. You're, you're learning from it. Um, you're, you're still deciding to take more action. You're not letting it hold you back. You are going to come up with a new plan from it. That's a productive failure. That's how you handle a failure productively. Now, you'll know that a failure is unproductive if you look at the failure and there's nothing that you feel like you've learned from it. There's nothing you've learned from it. There's, there's nothing good you feel about it. You're not taking any new action as a result from it. You're not willing to try again because of it. That will be an unproductive failure. I want you, I want you to just look at your last five to 10 fails and to start to assign, is this productive or is it unproductive? And take notice of where you're at. If a lot of your failures are unproductive, that means there's a lot of mindset work that, you, that you've got. You've, you've got to work on. If a lot of them are productive, then great. Like you are, you are doing so well. You know, you are failing well. And that's a good thing. I want to encourage you with that. Now, before we close out um, today's training, I want to read an excerpt to you. It was something I, so I recommended this book um, on day two, I believe. It's called The Circle Maker. I recommend this to everybody, but especially entrepreneurs. I consider this the best business strategy book, and it's not a business strategy book at all. It's actually a prayer strategy book, but I still consider this my best business strategy book as well because of just just the truth that it hasn't it's so good i don't read many business books um but i will read this one over and over again for the growth and the benefit and the health of my business this is my business strategy book so i want to read you an excerpt that i literally just read this morning right before i hopped on um you know i just like to read a small like maybe even just a page every day you know I, i've read through this multiple times and i'm about halfway through my i think my third time and I want to read this excerpt to you because I think it just relates so well. And I just, I hope it will encourage you like it's encouraged me. Um, we won't remember the things that came easy. We will remember the things that came hard. We will remember the miracles on the far side of long and boring. Hiking the Inca Trail, the Inca Trail, is one of the hardest things I've ever done. It took four days to traverse this trail that was breathtaking because of its beauty and breathtaking because of its elevation. It was nearly dawn on the fourth day when we finally arrived at the sun gate and got our first glimpse of Machu Picchu. It has to be one of the most spectacular places on the planet to watch the sunrise. We had already hiked close to 30 precipitous miles over three days. The last leg of the journey from the sun gate to the mountaintop city of Machu Picchu took about an hour. By the time we arrived, the city was already swarming with tourists who had taken a bus to the top. It was easy to smell who was who. We looked and smelled like we had just hiked four days to get there and the tourists looked like they had just eaten over easy eggs washed down with a cup of coffee. At first, I felt sorry for myself. We had to hike four days to get here. 
But then I felt sorry for them because we saw it through Inca eyes because of the way we got there. We got there the way that we did. We walked their trail. We saw it through Inca eyes because we walked their trail. Ancient ruins shouldn't be arrived at easily and neither should ancient truths. That experience taught me something that is true in all of life. It's not just where you end up that's important. It's how you get there. The harder, the better. I just wanted to read that to you guys because I know that there are going to be times in your business journey, maybe you're, you're there right now, where you are thinking, this is so hard. It has never been this hard. And I just don't know, you know, is it even worth it? Like, you know, I'm, I'm putting in so much effort. And, and, and there are other people who are getting there quicker. They're getting there easier. How dare they? You know, and you start to feel sorry for yourself. Like, why can't I just, why can't I just make it, you know, to the top? Why am I having to hike so long and so hard and so far? But notice how in that, in the book, he said, but, but we saw the city, we saw the ruins in a different way. We saw it through Inca eyes because of the way we got there, because of the hard trail. And, 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 and it, it should be hard to get to ancient ruins, just like it should be hard to get to ancient truths. And I just want to encourage you, you know, if you are in a place of hardship right now, you're doing the right thing. Because when you get to where you want to be, you will look back on the journey and there will be so much that you learned from it, so much character that was built from it, so much faith and endurance and perseverance that was built out of that, that the other people, the people who just somehow made it there, they, they won't get to experience. They won't get to appreciate. They don't have, um, they don't have those things to claim over themselves. So I just want to encourage you ladies today. I know that failure is hard and it hurts. And, you know, I shared my personal story of, you know, different failures in my life because I want you to know that I have experienced that hurt. I am not preaching to you as someone who has not walked that long and hard and arduous, hurtful, painful trail. I am someone who has been on that trail. I am someone who will continue to be on that trail. But that is all the more reason for us to cling to each other, for us to learn from one another. That's why I want to show up in this community and serve you guys well so that you can know with certainty that you're not alone, that you are on the right track, that you have what it takes to keep moving forward, to keep taking empowered action and becoming the confident women and entrepreneurs and moms that you were created to be.